back to season seven of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa. And today we're going to talk about what it feels like to get support from somewhere outside of your own head, because sometimes (laughs) that can drive us crazy. (laughs) And sometimes I think my therapist is tired of listening to me. Anyway, (laughs) beyond that, Melissa, what has made you uncomfortable as of late? You know me in that I love my aesthetic when picking outfits is always to be comfortable first. Blanket. And that <laughs> if I ideally, had one word to describe your aesthetic, it would be blanket. <laughs> I could easily get off topic there. Never mind. There's a goal of mine. I sent this trench coat that basically was like a comfy, fluffy blanket Snuggie. to Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And it's very stylish. And I said to her. One day, this will be my reality, where I get to walk down the street in this basically a blanket, but a fashionable coat. It's the epitome of comfy cute, comfy chic. Anyways, that context is to just explain to you the reason why this has been so uncomfortable for me. So the queen herself, queen... Oh my god, I just saw your notes. (laughs) Beyonce feet. What? (laughs) The queen bee herself came to L.A. for her birthday weekend concert, and um, she asked everyone to show up. And by show up, I mean she had specific directions to wear silver. Oh, and I guess she was she filming. She out a dress code. She did. She did. And people panicked. People panicked because it wasn't enough time for people because people had been had been prepping their outfits, making DIYing their outfits based yeah. on outfits she had worn, right. you know, in her in her tour so far. Um, and then people had like pink outfits and like blue or whatever. And she asked for silver like two weeks before the of LA shows. Of and we were like, okay, whatever you say. And luckily I had already um, planned, uh, my friend and I, Michael, shout out, we've had him on the podcast before. We've, pl- we've planned out, silver and black so we already had that idea but we needed to like amp it up because she's like i want you to come into this concert like a disco ball and i said disco ball okay sequence anyways besides the point part of my outfit i was trying to i was trying to be good and wasn't really successful but one element of my outfit was thrifted i wanted to try and thrift things first before Mm -hmm. unfortunately most of my outfit was not thrifted but one thing that was thrifted was the shoes. And I got these cool, trendy platform shoes. Okay. Um, I saw that, they were cute. Yeah, they were very cute and comfortable to wear if standing and not moving anywhere else. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So in a concert <laughs> situation, it was highly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I had another option of shoes that I could have easily worn that were heels that platform heels that I'm super comfortable with, but it had gold on them. And Beyonce said silver. Silver. Yeah. So I sacrificed. It was my sacrifice to her. You know how like when sure. you see royalty you give gifts. Right. Like frankincense and myrrh. For me, I sacrificed my feet. <laughs> You're referring to the Bible. <laughs> And baby Jesus, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunately still the, a top reference point. Um, but yes, our lady anyways, Beyonce was our lady I'm Beyonce. Sure. Hopefully, she appreciated it from afar. But I have not had blisters on my feet for 
I want to say a decade, but Yikes. gnarly, gnarly blisters mm-hmm. on mainly my left foot, which tells me that I lean on my left foot more. And this is just from me walking from the parking lot to the venue because I took off my shoes for the duration of the concert. No I was, way. I was barefooting at the stadium and it was fine it was fine the stadium's fairly new and it wasn't sticky and i was like okay i'm just gonna wash my feet anyway so um i wasn't alone though i uh michael also wore some crazy platform boots that were killing his feet as well and i will say just to close this out because i know we haven't even got into the episode but (laughs) i will say it was torture even more so walk ending the concert and having to put the shoes back on Ugh. and then walking back and yeah. i muttered under my breath at some point as we were walking back to the car i said one day my suffering will end <laughs> damn <laughs> one day and then um one of the friends that we were with he was like let me know if you need help like a shoulder to lean on like you need me to carry anything <laughs> and i said you know what i'm just focused right now we're gonna get there and we're gonna make it and he's we're like we go. are we yeah. are we are gonna make it and so that's my uncomfortable moment Ew. is that i'm still recovering from sacrificing my feet to beyonce but i will say it was worth it okay i'm glad yeah i'm glad you had fun minus the feet because minus the feet your pictures look great so that's all that matters right <sighs> i guess i guess that's all that <laughs> matters. for the gram obviously no i did it that's the definition of doing it for the gram well and only the gram anyways yeah what's yours <laughs> um well i love to work apparently <laughs> oh god i know what you're gonna say <laughs> i got a new job but it's not a new job i mean kind of it's like a part-time contracted position and as i'm i like fully was confident taking the role because i was like this aligns anyway to what i'm gonna do like it's easy and now that i have it and have to do it i'm like what have i done i don't actually know how to use these platforms I don't actually know what this exam even is anymore because it's been years since I had to take it. But you know what? It'll be fine. It's just uncomfortable right now because I haven't gotten the hang of it. Can I just say that I got a text message from Vanessa with no (laughs) context. It was just an out of the blue text, as we do, you know, we just send each other things. But she said, I think in all caps, I got a new job. And I said, wait (laughs) wait wait new as in like completely new no because i know her which is wild yeah i know her and i knew she was i was hoping she wasn't but she said no in addition to my job (laughs) because she is the queen of side hustles and like multiple jobs i just flash back to pig sitting i just don't want to work anymore melissa it doesn't seem like that's my actions are not aligned to my the words that are coming out of my mouth but yeah but money anyway so that's (laughs) that's what i'm uncomfortable with right now and you know i actually found out about this job through my old one of my friends um and she used to be my co-teacher uh, and so she recommended it, and here we are. So sometimes your friends can be supportive and then detrimental in a way they don't know they're being. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that does bring me to the topic of today's episode, which is the fact that 
you should be able to rely on, or not should be able to, but it is more helpful to rely on a community of people versus maybe just like your significant other um, or just yourself. And I say that because one person can't be everything. And there are different friends and people in your life that fill different needs. And that's not just friends. I don't have family, so I don't often say family members. (laughs) But Melissa's face. (laughs) But I I, I guess... You want some of mine? You can have them. Eh, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's enough. Evelyn's enough to handle all on her own. Uh, But they can also be not substitutes, but like great people to rely on for the things that you need. And I think part of it too, though, and I don't know if this is just people pleasers, is feeling like you're burdening others with your problems. I would like to know if there are people, because both of us are recovering people pleasers. And sometimes I, in our little bubble, I don't know if an alternate existence is possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can someone out there that isn't a people pleaser, a recovering people pleaser, is there such thing as not as not feeling burdened? You know, I don't know. And and another reason why I wanted to talk about this was because recently one of our one of our friends, our um our recording producer from when we were in studio, mm-hmm. she actually shared with me, or not shared with me, but when she would call me sometimes to talk about work or life, whatever, uh, she would apologize. And she would be like, I'm so sorry like to like unload on you or burden you. I don't want to burden you. And I, I was like, wait, I don't feel like it's a burden. But I understand why she's apologizing because when I vent to her or to other friends, I also kind of then feel bad because I'm like, wait, am I burdening you? Am I offloading too much? Am I being too much? Am I saying, sharing too much? Is mm-hmm. it annoying? Uh, and it... You it would almost... tell me if I'm annoying, right? <laughs> Cries, <laughs> but the funny thing is is that to me it's not annoying when people come to me and they share their things and and i have to realize that the, the same is probably true when the situation is reversed but it's hard when you feel yeah. like oh like i have all this stuff to like unload and oh god do, do i like know that feeling so well <laughs> how do so I, I mean i think one is just noticing it and my therapist mm-hmm. tells me this all the time she's like notice it don't judge it and i'm like all right girl but like <laughs> what i'm like judge judy i don't understand how i just like don't judge it but <laughs> she's like yes you can notice it and be like hmm i'm feeling insecure about how much i'm sharing right and but like to not judge that you're feeling that way uh and another thing is too is that coming out of my past relationship i realized that i had kind of been using that person not using but like that person was so many things and mm. uh, I don't know if it's because, y- I don't know, what is it? But it, it just, it, I, and then I was like, Familiarity? wow. Familiarity? Maybe. But then it became a situation where I'm like, oh, I need to rely on myself for a lot of these things. Mm. But with the caveat being that there are other people in my life who can support me in those areas. And I just need to be able to feel comfortable with relying on them and, and reciprocate when they need me. And that feels right. good. Right. So like when I can give back in that sense of support, but it's, you can't realistically just be an island all the time. Yeah. (laughs) At first I was like, maybe that's only true because I'm an extrovert, but I think this spans across both realms. (laughs) Like, Yeah, because I relate hardcore and I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think my experience is... Because I can recall so many times where I know I feel so bad for past me. Like, 
like she just felt so alone in the experience that she was going through at the time Mm. and then doubting that and I shouldn't have doubted obviously because I know logically I had friends and people around me that I could rely on in that sense to whether it was vent or just share what I was going through but I chose to not do that Mm -hmm. and process it on my own and I feel so bad for her that past version of me because it's just like such a lonely experience to be to do that to yourself and and to even have that thought of of doubting whether the people that obviously would have supported me um like doubting that that like makes me feel bad as like even a friend to these people is like what does that say about the friendships that I have that I don't feel comfortable yeah um, or secure enough to even go to them in my time of need you Mm -hmm. know and so yeah I I definitely relate to that feeling and I apologize to you to this day when I do have those moments where I'm like venting Mm -hmm. and sending you a novel and via text and I say I'm sorry for you too Mm -hmm. I still I still struggle with that because I I I don't know. I am very much an internal processor and I need to be, I feel like I have gotten better over the past couple of years, but that's my default is to internally process first mm-hmm. before seeking outside help. Support. Yeah. <laughs> Support. Yes. But it, it's, ah, the healing process is just so much faster when you rely it is. on your and That's community. why I feel so, yeah. 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 It and, really and- is. And to share, and you know why also, because as I've shared with the people around me in my life, like the problems, whatever that I'm going through, a lot of the time there is an aspect or more than one aspect that my friends can relate to. And it makes yeah. me feel human alone. and normal. And just like, what a great feeling to, to not feel that your experience is only yours mm-hmm. in the sense that like, I'm the problem, it's me type thing, you know, where right. it's like, no one else is having this problem, it's just me, and I, it's because I'm I suck. I'm the problem, and... it's me. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes I am the problem, but... <laughs> we love a self-aware But <laughs> sharing, sharing yeah, of yes. that and acknowledging it and having other people be like, yeah, but also, and here's what you can do, and or normalizing the reason why I feel like I'm the problem. Those, just the, just the, the relationship building also... And when you share of yourself with others, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a point in in time where the idea of even even being vulnerable. I feel like at the start of this whole podcast thing, um, I do remember hearing from you uh, multiple times. You're just well, we're going to talk about we're going to be vulnerable. Like, what is that concept of like you know? And that's <laughs> yeah. called growth. You know, yes. And I, I think I'm so proud of the the two of us because I, I think just by proxy of even doing this podcast, we've gotten closer with our friendship too. It's not that we don't, we, not that we didn't go to each other prior, but I feel like we've opened up so much (laughs) (laughs) that we with each other that like we, not that we needed reinforcement that we had each other's backs but Mm -hmm. it's just been a constant reminder that we do yes and that's just been so helpful and so powerful and so 
honestly like yeah it makes me feel like a human being yeah Yeah. it's versus what struggling in silence i sometimes think about that concept and i had a realization recently where uh because i i got insecure about how much i was sharing and Mm -hmm. especially in you know the past two years i think i have shared a lot more with a lot more people Mm -hmm. and i've kind of exposed myself (laughs) for the like anxiety out there now whatever monster (laughs) that I can be but uh I had this thought the other day of wow have I always been like this and my friends like are just seeing this evolve or maybe I just have been this way in the past but I haven't communicated that to anybody for X, Y, Z, whatever reasons. And also because I felt like I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I had someone who I could just dump all of this on, which right. isn't necessarily even fair to any one person. But it's like, wow, hold on. This has maybe been me for a while, but by talking through it and processing with other people, I've kind of discovered a new resilience and also, sometimes it's just nice to get a fucking reminder. Like, I was texting Melissa last week, was it? Or two weeks ago? I don't know. But I was feeling super, like, anxious. And Melissa reminded me that, what was it? That I I don't need anyone else to function or to be okay. And, mm-hmm. like, being alone is fine. And mm-hmm. I'm okay. And that I'm going to be fine. And I was like, you're right. And I just, <laughs> but I needed that reminder. And can you imagine if I hadn't said anything to you? You'd be, can you it, imagine? Yes. And yeah. I had to reread your message again later to just remind myself of that. And just, wow, if I had kept that to myself, ugh, terrible. Then I would have just been spiraling. I was going to say the word spiral. Yeah, I, because, yeah, that's why I feel so bad for that version of me that kind that kept not that I'm saying I'm like an open book now per se but I've definitely gotten better about being okay with talking to others about what I'm going through yes um but yeah I just feel so bad for her like she's yeah. just so alone in in her thoughts and and the idea of the option to have another perspective that can kind of break you out of whatever yes. thought cycle you're in is so valuable it, it is. And I think when we think about the idea of being more okay with it, part of it for me was prefacing to people or asking, hey, do you have five, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Right, yeah. I, I have, like, I need to talk to you type thing. Mm-hmm. And letting them allow me in when it was convenient for them versus because that always feels like part of the problem right like am I being an imposition am I just dumping and they're busy and they have a lot going yeah. on yeah considering uh, being... their mental load and capacity yes yeah. versus assuming it that it's present and quote-unquote dumping on them when they're not even in a place potentially to hear it not hear it, but, you know, be there the way that you need. So I do like the idea of asking for time or space, you know, to have that conversation because I think that's part of where we we, uh, assume the burden, right? Is that do they even want to hear any of this or do they even, even, you know, are they even in a place to hear any of this? Because you would... I would hate or we would both hate to to just add to someone's stress, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that 
that you do have your circle of people that you go to and a lot there's been a couple times where in the middle of the night where Melissa's sleepy grandma and I don't I don't I miss your call and that's why I'm so grateful that you have people that will be awake during those times because I will say though (laughs) there are people who I feel like you can you can feel if they are resistant to you sharing with them or Mm. if they're not really making themselves available to talk to you like you can just feel it and so Mm. I think in those instances it's it's also just reading the situation and knowing maybe who you can kind of count on for more serious conversations whereas who might you not necessarily be able to rely on as much and not feeling bad about it and just acknowledging like maybe that's not where they're at maybe they don't, aren't ready to receive that maybe they are doing with their own dealing with their own things and aren't able emotionally to handle yours as well and, right. and that's okay and being okay with that and not taking that as rejection yeah and it's, it's not that it's not that deep sometimes like it's it's sometimes people just like you're not gonna feel either way you're not gonna feel good if you go to that person and they're not in a place to, to right. receive exactly. you know mm-hmm. yeah the part of it not taking it personal or not taking it like as a rejection is like super key because you in those situations where you feel like you're being a burden it it really is it's like you're taking that you and your issue that you're carrying is is what would be the burden right and right. realizing that it's not about it's not about you it's not about <laughs> Some, you boo <laughs> yeah. it's so key though in in kind of breaking yourself out of that mindset but so that's yeah. my recommendation for how to be more okay with it. I don't know if you have anything else that you wanted to share because it's not it's not easy. It's but not. It's, it's very helpful. Yeah, I want. I've gone through. You know, I, I know that we talk we talk about this um, more often than I think I want to. But in in terms of like the breakups that we've gone through, uh-huh. um, I vividly remember going through some breakups pretty much alone and how Mm. how horrendous is that you know yeah to be able to lean on somebody or to have those like moments where you just need to let it out yeah um have been so key like have been so helpful again in in the time of healing process so i i think it's hard it's hard when you're someone that has come from this people-pleasing background where you just assume that you are a burden, but I don't know. I don't really have advice to add to what we've said in terms of how to be okay with it. I think maybe, maybe, I always say this, give yourself a little bit of grace that in, instead of assuming or judging it, like your therapist has said, like, just maybe be a little bit open to just a little to leaning. Bit. You can lean yeah. a little bit. You don't have to fully dive into their arms, right? You could open up a little bit and see if they're in a place to receive and go from there. If you'd like to share any tips that you have with us on how you've become more okay of sharing with of yourself, we'd love to hear it because we're always looking to grow in these uncomfortable moments. Just want to thank you all for listening today. And we are available wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen via Apple Podcasts, feel free to, or no, I'm not going to say feel free. You should leave a review (laughs) of the podcast. We love reading those comments and the feedback that you get. give us. It's great. It helps us develop content that you guys want to hear. Or you people. I shouldn't genderize that. But um, yes, 
be feel free to or please do leave a review on apple Podcasts. we also are available on spotify you can watch videos of some of our episodes on there if you have an episode idea question or shout out you can definitely dm us on instagram at i'm uncomfortable dot podcast um, we also have a website i'm uncomfortable podcast.com and we will see you next week because we release episodes every week